You're listening to the Faith and Other Oddities podcast, brought to you by the Raven Creek Social Club, where we talk about faith and other oddities. For questions, comments, or to be part of the conversation, join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can find us at Raven Creek SC. Now for your hosts, Emily Dixon and Nathan Underwood. Hey everyone, welcome to a special interview episode of Faith and Other Oddities. Um, we've got George from Germany here, um, and I'm calling him that because uh, he pronounces it with sounds I can't make. So <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't roll R's. I can't do the. You can't do that. I can't do no. So pronounce it for us correctly. Well, well we're here in the southern U.S., so we have lazy speech and lazy uh, tongues. Well, no, I'm Georg Warnecke, and I'm coming from Germany. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yeah, it's because if you're an Okie, we just say Warnicky. I thought so, and that sounds weird. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, we'll work on it afterwards. I'll try yeah. to, to call you by the right no name. No worries. So, but um, yeah, Emily, do you want to kind of fill us in a, bit, a little bit about yeah. who George is and, and why he's on the program, and then he can let us know even more about himself? <laughs> that mm. sounds like a plan. So, mm. no, I actually, um, about 10 years ago, right around the time that George started this page on Facebook called Sundries, began following sundries and then we got to having some interactions on Facebook and they were just, they were great interactions and I enjoyed the conversation. And over these past years, we've kind of gotten to know each other and you happened to be in the United States and decided to stop in of all places, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a chance to hang out with you and to prove to everyone that you do exist. <laughs> he is a real person. <laughs> you are not a figment of the internet. <laughs> and mm -hmm. So we've been having a ball. We had to take you out to dinner last night, got to enjoy lunch together today. Yeah, got to introduce him to, to Southern barbecue. Yeah, it was awesome. And some fried pickles. Mm. <laughs> so we, and... So basically, we wanted to take a chance to, to not only introduce you to our listeners, but we're hoping that some of your fan base <laughs> is going to respond and actually enjoy getting a chance to hear your voice and get to know you a little bit more than what's hmm. just on the text of Facebook. Hmm. And so we're excited. You act like it's no big deal, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Oh, no, it's great. So... Let's begin with, um, since I did meet you through Sundries, tell us a little bit about Sundries, why it was started, and kind of what it, the purpose behind the page was. Purpose? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just started it about 10 years ago. Um, it was just some to keep notes and thoughts and find them again. I... Back then, I didn't realize how Facebook really worked, and it turned out that um, many people started to follow that page. I have no idea why. And um, it's about, um, I called it a Lutheran pub, um, means um, a pub is a place where you can talk about everything and you don't have to watch for your language. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you ever have heard about Martin Luther, um, he had this book called Table Talks, um, and it's according to that. Um, it's just tidbits, nuts and bolts, sundries about 
faith, mm-hmm. Christian faith, mm-hmm. Lutheran faith, um, just things I found on the internet. So it's not really original. Every once in a while I post something of my own thoughts. And the idea was not to convince people of anything, but about um, showing those people who who are thinking alike um, that they are not alone. And I think the page does that. I mean, mm-hmm. you reach thousands of people a week. Uh, it's in after ten years we've reached the number of about 27,000 plus and it's still growing and it's it's very low-key it's like an oasis on facebook you you, yes you you scroll through your feed and there's this nice post that makes you stop and think but there's not a lot of drama there's not a lot of bickering it's just it's something that makes you think and Hmm. i think there's some value in that this a lot of facebook posts don't have and i know you're making faces but it's <laughs> it's true and i think that's why so many people are drawn to it because faith i think is a huge topic for anyone whether they're christian muslim hindu the faith is so central to who we are as human beings hmm. so this is a very lutheran page obviously so I wanted to ask you, too, why Lutheran? Why, why are you Lutheran? Hmm. And what does that mean to you to be Lutheran? Good question. Um, let me ask you back, um, what do you know about Lutheranism? I mean, you who are listening to this podcast, um, what do you know about Lutheranism? Um, I mean, is it? Just some guy back in history who um, rebelled against the Pope or what? Um, Let me put this first. Um, I grew up atheist, totally atheist. I mean, we in in Germany um, going to church at least on Christmas, um, on the first day of Christmas, um, is a big thing. I mean, the churches are crowded and packed. And um, we didn't even go to church on Christmas. I mean, it, I, I grew up with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and other fairy tales like that. And why Lutheran? Hmm. There was a point in my life where I just stumbled across the Bible and I, I just read it. And it, it was a point in my life where I... Um, read a lot of books i read the quran i let the uh, i read the oh, how to pronounce that in english the bhagavad gita <laughs> that's uh, exactly the same okay yes. thank you uh or the Vedas um and stuff like that um i was into this esoteric stuff and so the the bible was just one book amongst others i did this yoga thing and um it was it felt right back then, um, but since I am a German and I like thinking and I like reason, um, somehow it didn't satisfy my mind. Um, and when I stumbled across the Bible, I found that it's different. Um, it doesn't exactly tell the same stories as in um, you just have to be a good person 
and try mm -hmm. to aim for being better or somewhat like that. I mean, most religions are like... Um, how to put this? Um, like you, you, you just have to work hard mm -hmm. for whatever you call it salvation or, mm -hmm. or the nirvana or whatever. And if the gods have a good day, um, you will reach mm -hmm. your final goal. But in the end of the day, it's just, yeah, if they have a good day and if they, ha if they have a bad day, bad luck for you. I'm going to steal that if the gods have a good day. That's a really good way of putting that. <laughs> And Christianity was different. I mean, um, it was just like, um, hey, everything is done. It's already done. Relax. You don't have to do anything. Um, it's, and now we come to Lutheranism. It's, it's just pure grace um, with no strings attached. Can, can you define grace for someone who might be listening to this and mm. isn't familiar with that term? Mm. God loves you no matter what. And um, he is giving you um, his grace, his love for free. I mean, usually we are used to think about um, there, there is no such thing as, as a free lunch. Right. Um, so um, we, we tend to think that we have to earn it mm -hmm. in any way. And... And how I understood and still understand Jesus is you can't do anything to please God. It's not yours. I mean, he's giving it to you for free because he loves you, because he's love. And that was amazing back then. I mean, um, when you think about it, um, someone offers you a present just like that. Mm -hmm. um, we're not used to that. Um, it can be very uncomfortable. So, yes, we want to pay back in a way. Mm -hmm. I, I'm curious. You said you, you came across the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so you, did you just read it like from straight through Genesis yeah, to Revelation? Yeah, yeah. and it was boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> many passages. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean if, if, if you look at all the gen, genealog genealogies. Thank you. Um, um, it's, I mean, afterwards, when I started to study theology, I, I've learned that there's more behind these genealogies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but back then, it, I, it was just like, okay, I want to get this through and, and read further on and read. No, not today, tomorrow. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you, read, you, you, you can read the Bible in just one year if you read about four chapters per day, and it's not very much. No, and, not very much, not at much at all. And when, when you did it the fourth or the fifth or the, sec, uh, the, the sixth <laughs> time, um, you, will, you, you will see the connections between the First Testament and the Second Testament, which might be uh, known to your... Listeners, as the old and uh, well, it, it's great because it's it, it's confirming what we keep saying. Mm -hmm. it, you Is just it? have to keep getting into the scriptures, and the more yeah, you sure. read, the more familiar, the more familiar you become, the mm -hmm. more you see those connections. Exactly. But you can't get there if you don't put the work in. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. it has to be a labor of love, in my opinion. Yeah, that might be one little thing, um, <laughs> one little string attached. But, I, so <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious. I'm I want to kind of follow up with this idea. So this, when you read through the Bible, mm -hmm. you when you when you read through, it, did you kind of immediately see 
the not not necessarily overall connections but you did you see like the basic plan of salvation through that or did you have to follow up by asking some uh, churchgoers or ministers or is this a trick question no I, i'm curious <laughs> uh, because I, i'll tell you the reason for my question mm-hmm. is i actually um i was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and it was it's actually the it's it's a terrible podcast don't listen to it but i listened to a few episodes <laughs> of this podcast and it, they were these atheists who would watch Christian movies and then like make fun of them. And in one of the movies, of course, you know, the Christian movie trope is that someone finds a Bible and reads through it and finds salvation. And, and their claim is that you, that you can't just find salvation by reading the Bible because there's so much violence and war and things like that in the Bible. And so that's, I'm kind of curious about that. I, I think at the first time I didn't understand much. Okay. To be honest, um, but what I understood is that there, there, there there's this big guy above mm-hmm. um, who is who's caring about what's going on on this earth, and um, who even every once in a while tries to intervene um, with our matters. So. Um, and the the farther you go into scripture, the more you understand that it's not just some um, something which is for everyone, but it's also for you. It's meant for you. Um, I don't say that th- just through reading the scripture I became a Christian, but it helped okay. quite a lot. But um, it was a it was a a, a step. Um, on the journey mm-hmm. yeah kind of started step. you on that path yeah yeah okay true. True. i mean cool. there's even more it's a long story but too long for for the podcast now right, i've got a pretty good size hard drive on <laughs> here. we can record a whole lot of stuff <laughs> that we may have to like hog time and getting back in here tomorrow and... <laughs> we'll see how it goes no, I, the, it's it's fascinating to us because we were raised in the church and to see how people who didn't have that experience mm-hmm came to know Jesus and, and became a Christian and, and went through that whole conversion process. And we got to talk about that some mm-hmm. last night. For us, it was kind of like the logical next step. And so we had to to break away and rediscover it again. And that was kind of uh, our journey. And I know it's mm-hmm. true for a lot of people who grew up in the church in this part of Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's another question I have. So as an outsider... As somebody coming to the United States, mm-hmm. what are some of the differences you see between the way maybe Christianity is practiced in your hometown versus what you've seen here in your time? I don't think that I'm long enough in this country <laughs> to to make a judgment about this. I mean, we are not supposed to judge right. anyways. Um, but... Um, what from what I can see, there's a huge variety um, of Christian, let's say, flavors um, in this country, um, which in a way is okay because, um, as I tend to see it, it's, I mean, Christianity is like a garden with many flowers and many herbs, and it's it's colorful mm-hmm. and it's okay. Um, to have different flavors um but to me the most important thing is is grace with no strings attached i mean grace to me means um 
you know, what to know that you are loved makes you strong in a way. I mean, when you raise a child and this child knows that it is precious, that it is no matter what it does, um, that it is loved, it makes them strong in mm -hmm. a way. Um, that doesn't mean that the children don't do anything wrong or stuff like that. Right. Um, and of course, they had a, a child needs to um, experience a no. Um, but nevertheless, it is still loved, and that way it's easier to accept a no. Um, so being a Christian means knowing that I am loved, and no matter what. So that way um, I can be pretty relaxed when meeting other people. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, when I see you or people on the street, um, I know these children are loved by God, um, no matter how much of a jerk they behave. Um, For some of this, that's really good news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I, I always try to see um, my neighbor as a loved child of God, even though he doesn't know it. Um, so um, that's grace. Um, it gives you the serenity um, to be relaxed when you meet other people. I think we've seen that. I mm -hmm. mean, you walked in, it was like finding a lost member of the family. Yep. Was it? And, you know, and uh, yeah, and it was, it was just fabulous. We, we've killed hours talking about just nothing. Just, just <laughs> sitting around talking. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I told Mickey, I was, I was like, that was really, it's really great. Cause I, I did feel like it was, we just went out to dinner last night and had a good time and hmm. I, I didn't feel like we were i, I don't know it's like it was, it was very relaxed yeah and i don't know how to explain it it's um like you said i guess like finding a another part what did of the you family expect? <laughs> i mean that there's coming this uh the I, germans I mean, are coming yeah the germans are coming <laughs> yeah. and shouting well no i i wasn't expecting that but i i uh I'm gonna be honest. I have a little social anxiety from time to time. It's nothing. It's a lot easier to talk to people through headphones on a mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of jumping track because mm -hmm. uh, we were wanting to bring up one issue that you've been very uh, transparent with on sundries and on Facebook, and that was the the, the issue of depression in ministry. And so I wanted <laughs> to talk to you some about that and kind of get a voice behind what's going on and tell me a little bit about your experience, you know, just what you feel comfortable. We don't want to go too deep, mm -hmm. but I know you're not alone. I know so many people in ministry who have dealt with depression, who have been overwhelmed mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Sometimes it's, there's cultural factors. Sometimes there's biochemical factors. Sometimes, you know, there's a combination. So, I guess my question for you first, how much of your story are you, are you comfortable sharing? Um, Let's see. <laughs> um, and how do you feel? I, I don't just want to talk about the problem. I would, would say, give us some insight as someone who's dealing with this. What would be a solution? What are positive things that fellow believers can do for people in ministry 
to help overcome some of these things? You know, how, how do we operate as a family? I guess is the, the mm. real question. I know it's big. Yeah. <laughs> um, first thing is when you suffer depression, it's not your fault. This is the most important thing I would like to tell all those who suffer depression. It is not your fault at all. I mean, as you said, it's, it might be because of biochemistry reasons. Um, and it might, might be an outcome of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have something to do with your biography, things you've experienced in the past, and which for whichever reason suddenly pop up and change your life. Um, second thing I would like to say is, and those who suffer depression know that um, depression is your own personal hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not much you can do against that. It just overwhelms you. I mean, Winston Churchill had a nice picture. He he called the depression um, the black dog who was accompanying him. And I like this picture because uh, it's like a huge, big dog, black dog, um, who sits on you and you can't move, do mm-hmm. anything. Um, interestingly, um, well, in my per- in my personal case, um, this depression was partly because of my PTSD and partly because I had an occupational burnout, and um, most of the time, now, well. Often I'm very cheer- I'm a cheerful person, sort of. Um, I mean, Germans are always <laughs> serious, you know. Everybody knows that. I mean, there's some importance in being earnest. Um, so, um, yeah. W- right now, I'm I'm working at the university, and we uh, at an institute um, called um, I E E G. Um, don't let me say that in English. Um, <laughs> and um, we did a study, we recently did a study, and it will be published these days. Um, one third of all pastors in Germany um, are under the constant danger of burning out, of having an p- occupational burnout, which is quite a huge number. And I've seen numbers for the US which are even higher. What do you think contributes to that? Um, pastors often, um, I, I, I can only talk about my country. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like in the US, but um, pastors often put high pressure on themselves, really high pressure. I mean, um, we need to be perfect role models to the congregation, which puts us pastors way too often on a pedestal mm-hmm. and um and but but we are ordinary people i mean we're sinners and saints at the same time as everybody else and um that's a problem the pressure we put on our own and very often congregations tend to say that's your job pastor but from a biblical point of view it's not i mean i mean the bible doesn't know the job of a pastor as we have it today Right. Um, on the other hand, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's the pressure. I mean, the vocation of a pastor is 
um, to preach the word, mm -hmm. to administer the sacraments, at least in the Lutheran Church, and um, to visit the sick together with other people from the congregation and um, to study the word of God. Because the way Lutherans think about uh, vocation is um, the pastor is doing a job for the congregation, for the parish, which they can't do right. because they don't have the time for that. So he, he, in a way, he's a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, who, who, or you might see it. He's he's the coach of a team, mm -hmm. um, but he's not a CEO, or he's not um, the one who does who cleans the loo um, <laughs> or stuff like that. Um, so, but the ex so we have different expectations, the congregations and the pastors, um, which is not always good. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of times, because uh, Nathan and I, we grew up in a, a family full of pastors mm. and people in ministry. We've tended to run with a lot of people in ministry mm -hmm. uh, on various levels. I've noticed that a lot of times pastors do not have friends, uh, like real close friends. They have acquaintances. They have people they might go out to dinner with a couple of times, but they don't have anyone who's part of their life in that fulfilling role of just being a true friend. Uh, have you found that to be true in yeah. your case? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, you won't encourage, as a pastor, you won't encourage any kind of nepotism uh, in your congregation. I mean, why is he close friend with, with that? Why not with me? Right. Um, right. So the people would complain about that. They won't see um, that pastor needs friends. Um, pastors often, not always, but often are, in a way, very, um, oh, what's the word? Lonely. Isolated? Isolated, lonely, lone mm -hmm. rangers. Um, and too, way too often the congregation doesn't allow the pastor to be one of them. Right. Um, which actually he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's no different. I mean, he suffers the same problems and... Um, there's nothing foreign to him what 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 the congregants might going through which is actually a good thing uh, because i i think that allows pastors to have empathy and knowledge yeah, sure. firsthand experience mm -hmm. in order to be able to minister mm -hmm. to their congregation mm -hmm. so I, I i can see how that can be to me i think that would be probably one of the hardest parts of being in a ministry role is mm -hmm. not having those mm -hmm. friends and you know i get it some with what I do, but not as much as I'm certain somebody who's officially mm -hmm. in ministry gets it. Mm. So I, I, that's one of my big concerns. So when people, when I say big concerns for people in ministry, as you know, mm. I, I feel like one of the things we overlook is ministering to the minister as those who are on the outside is saying, Hey, wow, you are a human being with needs. Yeah. How, how do we, as, how do we meet them? So what would be, a way that somebody in your congregation, if they would have re reached out for you, reached out to you, what would have been something you would have liked to have seen from your congregation or the people you were ministering from, ministering to, sorry. Um, first things is it's very important for a pastor to know that the congregation is praying for him. This is the most important thing because if you, pray 
for for someone before you can do that you need to think about what to pray for um that means you need to know a little bit about the person you're praying for and his problems and what he's struggling with stuff like that so don't just come to the pastor with your own problems <clears throat> yes maybe take some time to know yeah, that's, that might be a good idea yeah I mean, I mean, in 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 the Apostolic Creed, it says it's a community of the saints, um, and and the pastor is not holier than than any any other one of the congregation. So um, that yeah. might be some news for a few pastors I know. Just <laughs> that might no be no way. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the pastor, the pastor, as as some some of the church fathers once put it. I forgot which one it was. I guess it was Augustine. And when in doubt, it's always St. Augustine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, he said that the pastor is the first amongst equals. Mm. Um, and that's what it should be, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah. Well, I, I love the fact that you don't make this about a lack of faith and that you don't make this about sin in a person's life. That this no depression has nothing to do with that. Depression is just just a, a an illness. A I don't like the word mental illness. I mean, because when someone is mental, well, you know, um, there's so much stigma. Yeah, yep. and um, I know several pastors who who are doing pretty well with um, with depression, and um, but there are two or three things um, one might need to know. I mean, first things. Is um is is a, is a pretty simple thing is um to to exercise. Mm -hmm. It helps quite a lot. Um, so doing doing let's say ten thousand steps per day. I'm not talking about the gym. This it's just what you can do every day. Um, on the second thing is um, it's good to know that people are supporting you. And that they accept that you have, I mean, depression is not just a bad mood, right. um, but that you have your days where you aren't able to, to cope with the whole thing. You're just sitting deep down in a black hole and it sucks everything out from you, um, every joy, everything, every strength. And um, you barely can get up in the morning. I mean, it has nothing to do with being lazy or things like that. It's just... You just can't because um, doctors would say that the level of serotonin um, would be too low. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, medication can help, mm -hmm. but not necessarily. Um, there are studies which, shows, which show that um, uh, meds only help about 50% of people mm -hmm. with mental illnesses. But what about the others? Right. Um, so, and the third thing is that you that it's good to have a therapist, um, someone you trust, um, someone who who is mirroring your thoughts, and um, just to make sure um, you're not going crazy mentally or whatever, um, that you're still a reasonable person. It's just. You know, depression usually goes with, um, you're worth nothing. You're a piece of shit. Excuse my French. Um, you're, 
you don't deserve to live you don't deserve your wife you don't deserve your job you don't you don't deserve anything at all um so um and you can't get rid of these thoughts when when going through a depressed phase i mean you can go for weeks pretty well and then when when you when you're not ready for it um, then it hits you and you, it just overwhelms you and you can't do anything against that so okay so now i have to come back to mm -hmm. your views on grace does that play into how you approach dealing with your depression <laughs> is that a tool that you use or I mean, Grace, not yet. Not yet. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> not, not yet. I'm still struggling with the whole thing. I mean, when the thoughts are coming, um, you, as a depressed person, you even think that you're not worth of God's love. And yet the, that's, you don't deserve to be saved or stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's a good thing um, what if you have the strength for that, that you still are going to church and uh, receive the sacraments and listening to the word, even though it doesn't mean anything to you at this point, but being amongst people helps a bit. Mm -hmm. um, the worst thing you can do is just sitting in your room, staring through the windows and doing nothing. I mean, this is what you do when you are depressed. And, um, but if you can do it, and it's a good thing if people around you know where you are and that mm -hmm. they know what you're struggling with and that they know that they, um, that a simple chirp mate, um, right. doesn't help. I mean, it's not helpful, but just sitting with you there and like the friends of, of Job, um, I mean, they they weren't jerks in a way. I mean, they said the wrong things, but but as long as they just listened, um, that was pretty helpful. I mean, just being there, not commenting anything, not not oh you will get over it, um, mm -hmm. or better times will come, or stuff like that. This is this is rubbish. Um, I agree. Yeah, just. Just being there, having a beer, having a smoke. Oh, you don't smoke, do you? Um, <laughs> we aren't supposed to admit it anyway. <laughs> okay. um, so, I mean, just doing things. And, for example, um, to me, I mean, every, every person who struggles with depression needs to find out what it's for her or him. But to me, it's going sailing. I mean, sailing helps me quite a lot um i mean when you're out there it's i can't i i don't have the words for that but everybody who sails knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> your whole demeanor changed when you started talking about sailing <laughs> right yeah so you you need to find out what gives you joy and doing it despite how you feel and the rest will come um it's a constant struggle it never ends and um it is good if we would ex it would be good if we would accept that depression is just like having a broken leg or mm -hmm. um stuff like that yeah i well and i think 
doing things like this podcast and talking about it mm. and being open about it. Uh, we've talked about it before on our podcast that I'm bipolar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I make sure that that's, that's just out there mm-hmm. and that I can still be a functioning, contributing member of society. It, my worth and value is not tied up Definitely in not. this. And, you know, I think that's true for no matter what it, we're dealing with. That's an amazing thing. Uh, when I started to talk openly on Facebook about depre- about my depression, um, I received a lot of personal messages. Wait, what you? <laughs> and um, because you know, until those things happened to me, um, people tended to see me as a very strong person, mm-hmm. as someone who leads. And who's as someone who give good advice, and now depression is like like a downfall. I mean, seriously. And but what amazed me was the fact that there were so many people responding to that, and it led me to the conclusion that depression nowadays is some sort of it's epidemic, and it amazed me. I mean, uh, it's not. It doesn't help me personally that to know that I'm not alone. It 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 scares me because what is it in our society which leads to that mm-hmm. that so many i mean it has a lot to do with working too hard uh, getting not enough praise for what you're doing mm-hmm. and um i mean we 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 don't do that in in germany we have a saying um means um not complaining is enough praise. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what it's like in your culture. I, that explains some about our some upbringing. People I, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was thinking, wow, uh, you just summed up our childhood in like a phrase we didn't know we needed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, I kind of wondered too, because I know for you it's sailing. For mm. me, being outdoors in almost any way it mm-hmm. is always beneficial Mm -hmm. and so i i often wonder and maybe you've got some thoughts on this if one of the reasons we're so depressed is because we put ourselves in these little boxes and with artificial light and we're away from the earth and Mm. we aren't seeing the beauty and the grandeur of god's creation that we were supposed to be connected with Mm -hmm. from early on i mean we were placed in a garden i mean that was where (laughs) everything began and i think for me the idea has become that in separating ourselves from that, we, we miss some of the, the revelation and the beauty of God through his creation. And I think there's something healing about being in his presence. And I'm not saying go hug a tree or something like that. I mean, if you want uh, to go hug a tree, I don't care. But Yeah, <laughs> no. right. Whatever grinds your gears. <laughs> but do you think for you, is, is it the act of sailing? Is it yeah. the ritual of, or is uh, it being just, in? Hmm, good question. I've, ne- I've never thought about that. Um, it's just, you know, the most beautiful sound when you go sailing is when you turn off the motor, um, and there's just the wind and the waves and you and nothing else. Um, maybe it's like you described it. I, I don't know. I've never thought about it, but the point is, I mean, you have to, you have to follow certain steps to go sailing. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, and it's, it's, if, if you don't do it right, um, you will have problems out there. Um, so in a way, life lesson for so many things right there. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Um, but I guess it's just being out there and you don't have to talk. You can go with friends and, um, 
Yeah, you don't have to talk. You can if you want to. I mean, you can vent a lot of problems out there um, without any pressure and without the need of finding a solution. Sometimes it's it's when apart from sailing, when you're together with friend with friends, it's enough just to speak out the problems, just to put them into words that helps quite a lot um, I, I think that kind of goes back to even the concept of confession <laughs> and, you know, right Edders. definitely uh, but this is what Lutherans do and I've heard Romans, Roman Catholics do it too <laughs> and maybe Episcopalians and Anglicans I have no idea um, if they did, we did not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Confession is another. It's a. It's a whole different story. But, um, yeah, you might be right. It's. I think it's interesting how often there are these mental health and self care steps mm -hmm. that mimic or or follow mm -hmm. spiritual well being. I you know the the spiritual health guidelines of the Bible, if you yeah, will. True. And we think, oh, we've discovered something new. And it's yeah. like, no, we, we've got it in this book that's thousands yeah. of years old. <laughs> sure. For sure. So with the sailing, I, I have to point out, too, everybody on Facebook kind of knows you as the skipper. Because this <laughs> is... Yeah, right. I post some things about sailing and boats, and which I just love. And it's obvious. And it, that's, so I, I love the fact that this isn't just something that's a hobby for you. This is actually part of self-care, if I'm going to use yeah. the, the popular vernacular there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can ride a bicycle to, uh, or, or, or a motorbike, too. I mean, whatever grinds your gears. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, I'll say when we, when we had a guest on that uh, in the past, Justin, his thing was, was the gym. That's what that's what he did he would just go yeah. work out and yeah sure perked him up yeah so i guess i should ask you too so how did we manage to get this visitation of grace on our lives that you would stop by and <laughs> spend so much time would you like to tell everybody why you're in the night why you're here in the united states uh i've attended I have attended a conference uh, called Here We Still Stand. Um, it's from, oh, time for advertising. It's for <laughs> 1517.org. Um, they have a lot of brilliant podcasts you should listen to next after listen to this podcast, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, and you will find there a lot of, a lot about the radical grace um, and radical Lutheranism. Um, I think, I, I mean, we live in a merciless world, don't we? Um, and grace is much needed um, in everybody's life in a way. I've seen mm -hmm. it so often. Um, what struck me about the radical grace of God is um, you don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to show any what we call works righteousness. Mm -hmm. um, it's nothing. Look, God, I do this for you, and maybe you will do that for me then. Right. Um, that that this is religion mm -hmm. in the sense Karl Barth put it. Um, it is. It's just about enjoying your life. And grace is nothing ready. It's it's nothing magical. Um, its purpose is just to give you 
um, to, to, to free you, to make you free for your life. It's not about being free from something. It's, it's about being free for something, for your neighbor, mm -hmm. for a purpose in your life, what, what, whatever it might be, whatever uh, you might choose or maybe sometimes whatever God might show you. That's really good because I think so often we, we do have this idea that we can negotiate with God. No, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you just, boom, yeah. No, we can't, seriously. I mean, there, what there's do we, no way. Yeah, what do we have to offer him? Yeah, well, yeah, we can't give him anything he doesn't already own. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. I mean, what, we, what can we give him what he hasn't already given to us? Um, even our life and even ourselves, it's, 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 it all belongs to him, so... I think that's so counter to a lot of the things I see on Facebook, um, on social media a lot. There's a lot of screaming about, well, you know, you did this wrong and you did that wrong and I'm better than this person because I didn't do that or, you know, and there's, there's so much finger pointing and condemnation and consistently whenever there's been something on sundries or we've had this conversations between the two of us, it's, it's always been about, it's come back to that grace. It's come sure. back to this idea that this truth, it's more than an idea. Thank God for that. Um, but this truth that we are loved yeah. and we can't earn it. Mm -hmm. And oh, we don't have to. I don't think we can say that often enough in today's culture because we, we do value people according to their contribution or their worth or, you know, whatever, however we want to phrase it. But we, we as human beings do put price tags on other human beings sure. and to realize that God doesn't do that is just, no. it's freeing. No. Like you said, that's the whole Bible is talking about. And, um, even <laughs> it's getting even worse. I mean, God loves those we don't love. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he loves them first. He loves the others too, of course. Um, <laughs> but, um, first he's with a weak, with a meek, um, with ordinary people, with with the old lady sitting her in her apartment, um, not being able to go outside, maybe because of the bad neighborhood, or maybe because she has, she's ill, or whatever, or maybe her um, she's just afraid, or she suffers mm -hmm. depression, or the man who's an alcoholic because he just wants to drown all the bad things he has done or he has just seen. Um, so, um, this is, this is the other side of the coin named grace. Um, we, there's a French, I mean, I mean, actual French where it, um, <laughs> it goes like noblesse oblige, um, and it means translated, um, that, uh, when no, I have to describe that. <laughs> um, I don't have the proper vocabulary for that. Um, you know, the Bible very often uses the term king for God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happens when, when you are getting baptized? You become the adopted child of a king. Mm -hmm. Being adopted means you have the full rights um, of the own child of the king. Right. So, um, when you, what are you now since you are baptized? You're a prince or you're a princess. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so being a prince and or being a princess does mean that you don't behave any longer like like one of the commoners. <laughs> yeah, to put it friendly, um, um, it means um, you try um, to act differently. You try mm. to act like a prince or like a king your actions uh, should match who you are exactly i was trying to work out the the translation based on like what it like the, the obligation yeah, of noble is it, nobility is that yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like like okay. we've been blessed so now we have an obligation to no it's not an obligation I mean, yes, in in French it is, but um, obligation is uh, pretty much comes too near to, to ethics works. and moral morality and works. I it's, think one of the problems with sometimes with Christian theology, is, the words we have to use to mm -hmm. express an idea can get twisted. Would it would sure. it be uh, that that the the grace we've received impels us more than it compels us? Would that be kind of yeah, the idea? Yeah, I mean, it just flows from you. It, it's and you just. Let it go. Let it flow. I mean, okay. don't, don't, don't be a jerk. Right. Um, I mean, you actually, you are none. Maybe your, your biography shaped you to be one, but that's not you. It's not necessary to act like a dick. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> excuse my French. <laughs> now that we've offended the French audience. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think of it in terms of motivation versus motives. If I'm, if I have motives, then I'm, I'm trying to, to gain something. My yeah. motives are kind of yeah, it's underhanded, motivation. motivated. Then there, it, that's positive. It, yeah. It's, it is flowing yeah. out. Yeah, it, I mean, I, 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 I see the guy on the, on, on, on the pave walk who obviously lost his job, lost his, um, his, his house and everything else. And I mean, he's just an average guy like me. Mm -hmm. I'm not different from that guy. I could have, I could mm -hmm. be there. But um, so sometimes it's the right thing to give him money. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the right thing to, to just give, give him time mm -hmm. listening to him. And sometimes it's the right thing just to go away. Because he had too much drugs in, in, in his blood. Right. right. But now we're talking discernment. Yeah. Which but... is a you know, that's that's maturity. That's growth as a believer in learning how to, to navigate those situations. Yeah. But but the point is I mean, after all, we are all human beings, mm -hmm. aren't we? Mm -hmm. And no one is better than any other one. No one is I mean, there's no need for the attitude of I'm holier than thou. Right. Um so um it's just just i mean how, how do you treat people who can do nothing for you right this this is this is the point and and a king he's just to everyone and everybody he treats everyone the same might he be or he should do um might he be a high born person or a low born person no difference that's what the what the bible is talking about I, I was listening to you and thinking like this dovetails so nicely into where we're heading with the book of Judges. And because the whole book of Judges is about the need for the true king. Yeah, sure. And I, I think that's kind of where a lot of us are in our personal lives. We need that true king. We need the rule of the one true king in our own personal life so that we know how to live 
so that we can be empowered to live. Mm -hmm. And that, that comes from that gift of grace. And so many of us have been bought into the lie that we have to work harder, be more, you know, all, all the perfection that is the perfectionist standards that are imposed upon us as Christians that we're supposed to be. And, yeah. <laughs> as far as I remember, the Bible says there's only one who is perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not us. So why should we try to be perfect? I mean, it's 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 a matter of growth. It's a matter of, I mean, when, when you are a child, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Or you don't know much. Um, the older you grow, the more you know. And I um, hope. Hmm? I hope that I learn more as I grow older. <laughs> Yeah, sure, and um, that way, um, it's it's you stumble, you fail, you stumble again, you fail better, and so on. Um, it's 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 not about. Um, I hate to say that, but it's it's not about the goal. It's about the way. Um, it's <laughs> I know Buddhists and, uh, but 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 they mean something different by that. It's it's just just like enjoy the life God has given you. Enjoy the gifts, and by gifts I don't mean this, um, uh, that what, what, what our charismatic siblings are talking about. I mean, just the gifts, the simple gifts of life, mm-hmm. the bare necessities. Um, I want to break f- into song now. <laughs> as the famous <laughs> prophets Baloo once sang. Precisely. Um, so um, it's, it's just, that, that's the thing about grace. It, it sets you free to enjoy your life just as it is and um the strange thing is um if you find and that's a constant process and nothing what you really can work on in my opinion if you find the perfect balance between um taking care of yourself and taking care of your neighbor um it 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 has some something oh, what's the word um healing there's some healing in it mm-hmm. for yourself and for the other person too if you figure that out let me know because <laughs> I'm, yeah. yeah i'm working on it and i think i mean when we'll see um some thoughts about that you can read in the great divide by c.s lewis mm-hmm. um Maybe you remember the scene where this woman with this um, ugly animal on her shoulders, um, which I think was her addiction. I I don't recall it yet. I. It's um, been too long since I've. Yeah. Um, so we, we we take these things with us, and they will be transformed when we are back home. I mean, we just mm. we don't belong to the into this world, do we? Right. Um, we're just sojourners, pilgrims. I, I, I love that. And, you know, I think for me, with what I've gone through and, and the the things that, honestly, people have said should have destroyed me, what I get to come out on the other side going, our God redeems it all. And that is a beautiful thing. And that his grace takes away those ugly monsters and turns them into something different. Yeah. And, but, you know, it's just, patience and perseverance through that time sometimes yeah that it this is all about learning and i think sometimes we forget that this life is practice yeah, and sure. you know you make mistakes when you practice yeah and, and there's nothing wrong with doing mistakes 
This is a very important thing because, because of grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you do something wrong, when you even sin <laughs> and um, do... Uh, well, actually, whereas sin is something different from morality, doing things which might socially not acceptable it's not necessarily a sin. Right. Right. Um, but sinning, um, well, we do this all the time without even knowing. I mean, just the way we look at a person or just when we think about this ah, beep hole. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it might just a second and we forget it, but we do that. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is quite clear about that. You are sinning, but and that's what confession is for. You go there and... Um, you say, okay, I've sinned, I did wrong, I'm sorry, and um, can I have forgiveness? And God says, yes. Right. Yes, you can have forgiveness. Don't do it again. And next time you go, oh, sorry, Lord, I did it again. Okay, no worries, I forgive you. <laughs> is it that easy? Is it that simple? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. You, you, because you can't work for your salvation I, 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 I'm, I'm not getting tired to repeat that every, every day, every second. I mean, um, we talked about this before when <laughs> what did we uh, talk about? Uh, the glass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I think you should say it because it was okay. yes, it's shocking, um, but it's yeah. so you know you know right. gra- grace is like like uh, okay, I'm German and maybe I they won't allow me to come back to the US. <laughs> You're uh, always welcome back. <laughs> yes, but the, the authorities, I mean, who knows? Um, no, um, grace is like a glass of water, and if you want to add something to it um, by doing works. Um, it's just like putting drops of pee into it, and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. nobody would drink it anymore. And it's not the pure grace. Grace needs to be free. Grace needs to be just like that. I, and I, you, you I can't, love that. Yeah, and you can't even accept it. It's grace for you if you accept it or not. Right. That's the point. Mm-hmm. If you accept it or not, the only point might be. Um, some people at the, at this point ask me, well, what about those who deny grace? Mm. First answer is, how do you know that? Mm. And they might deny it now, but you don't know what's going on tomorrow or what's coming next mm-hmm. week or next year. Uh, why, why do you give up hope on that person? Mm. And the other And the other answer is, um what why should god force people to spend eternity with him who really denied his grace um but it is not and i repeat it is not our task to judge that or to say that about a person god alone is the judge and Mm -hmm. We who are we to judge? I mean, we have we have our own skeletons in in the closet, <laughs> um, all of us. Um, that means um, Nathan's looking at the closet door to make sure it's closed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like I, I actually have it on the wall here. I, I, I mean, we, we have a saying in Germany: when you when 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 you point with a finger to a person, three fingers points back mm-hmm. to you, and uh, so um, you better shut up. So. 
Excuse That's why I just started gesturing with my whole hand. <laughs> it, yeah, um, it's you. <laughs> nah. Laser pointers on the fingers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Or no, I think I think we covered some pretty good ground. There's so much more that I would love to ask, but we're gonna. I promise not to go too far off script. I kind of had to warn because. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, I love the fact that we can have this conversation. I think that this is a really good testament to the power of social media because so often it's vilified that, oh, you spend so much time on Facebook and that's an evil thing distracting you from the good works. But at the same time, it, it can be a tool. And mm -hmm. I think it becomes what you make of it. And I love the fact that you know, you're sitting here in Nathan's studio house, whatever. And, uh, you know, we're getting to have this conversation and it started because of Facebook and it's because you were doing something that was helping you prepare to share the word and helping you do your own research. Hmm. And all of a sudden it becomes something that touches thousands of people. And I, I think that's such a great image for us to know that if we're doing what we need to be doing for our job, for our calling, whatever it may be, that we don't know how it's going to, to play out in other people's lives or where it's going to take us. I mean, yeah, you didn't sure. know when you posted a few me memes and pictures mm. and quotes from Martin Luther mm. that this was where it was going to end up. Mm -hmm. And so I, to me, that's just fascinating to mm -hmm. see that journey. Mm -hmm. So Thank you very much indeed. You know, I'm, I'm, we're thrilled. And yeah. what you can't see off camera is we actually have George's wife here with us too, and she's a blast. And yeah. so, and yeah, we've, we've been having a good time. We've went out to dinner and then went out uh, last night, went to lunch and then we're, mm. we're going to spend tomorrow and go see some museums. So that's, that's what I'm really excited about. I'm, I just really appreciate the taking time out of going and doing fun things, uh, to, to <laughs> indulge us in our hobby here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the page, if you put in sundries on Facebook, you will find it. And, and we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, that would be great. And please do as well for 1517.org too. We can do that. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, everyone in uh, Facebook. Uh, Internet world. Internet world. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our time with George. We hope to have him back in the future. Uh, but we're not going to take too much of, of his time, too much more of his time <laughs> this trip for this. Um, so um, if you're interested in uh, being part of the conversation, uh, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Raven Creek SC, where you can find us, or RavenCreekSC.com. Um, and I think the rest of it, you know, if you hit up the, pay, the, the show page, you can find all the links to wherever you need to go. So excellent. Anything else? That's it. All right. Everyone have a good week. Bye. Bye. Take care. God bless. Oddities Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've heard, please write us a review on iTunes or consider supporting us on patreon.com slash ravencreeksc. As always, thank you for listening and don't forget to join us next week.